Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Ray Havlicek podcast. Thank you for all of your support. I'm new at this, and I really appreciate you putting up with uh, perhaps some of my lack of uh, polish in approaching uh, doing podcasts. But at any rate, um, like you, I'm uh, sitting around looking at the news and watching Russian aggression and violence against uh, uh, Ukraine. Uh, people dying, people bloodied, people sitting in bomb shelters with their families, just worrying about staying alive, uh, husbands going to war and uh, crying wives and children, worrying about will they see their husbands again after they face the Russian military juggernaut. It's really a, a very nasty scene. At any rate, uh, today I'm going to speak about uh, social media disinformation and Putin's propaganda war. And um, to begin with, uh, I'd like to uh, just say that there's a lot of disinformation taking place right here in the U.S. of A. So um, we have um, people blaming Trump, as an example, for what's going on in, uh, in Ukraine. <clears throat> this is coming from the left in this country, the extreme left, because I don't think anyone in their right mind really believes that Trump is responsible for this. But um, uh, those on the left are continuing to point and this is uh, uh in the in the uh, washington post and uh, in the uh, new york times and other leftist uh propaganda machines uh pointing to the fact that uh trump said that uh, putin's attack on ukraine was brilliant um i think that uh it is brilliant uh, he picked the weakest point in the west's resolve against Putin and Russia and the greatest amount of dependency on Russian energy for him to uh, go for the juggler vein in Ukraine. And so I think that Trump is correct, that Putin is, is smart. He's just a psychopath. And uh, as such, he um, picked uh, the right time to do it. He sees that Germany gets 40 percent of its energy from Russia. Even America now is getting over 500,000 barrels a day from Russia. When a year ago under Trump, we were independent of uh, Russia and uh, we were net exporters of energy. <clears throat> but that's all come to an end because the priority of the Democrats is not uh, the security of the United States. It's uh, the Green Revolution. So they want to keep gas prices high. So does Biden. So does Putin, for that matter. They both want to keep gas prices high because uh, Putin is funding his military uh, campaign in um, Ukraine with high high oil prices. Uh, the Russian government depends on uh, on uh, oil money. As a matter of fact, fifty three percent of the budget of the Russian government comes from the sale of oil and natural gas overseas. So it's not it's not a small number. And Biden is making sure that uh, Putin continues to get all that money uh, because of his emphasis on the uh, party's left, uh, which is uh, committed to this uh, Green New Deal and the Green Revolution. So they want us paying $8 a gallon or $9 a gallon for gasoline because they think that's going to turn us, convert us all into being loyal Democrats that want electric cars. So uh, that's one big area uh, of uh, disinformation. A second area of disinformation is coming from the libertarians in our country. I call them the Tucker Carlson libertarians. 
And uh, these uh, people have actually outrageously sided with Russia. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, stated that uh, he believed that if he was given a choice between Russia and Ukraine, he said he would take Russia any day over Ukraine. He says Ukraine means nothing to America. Well, I think the rest of the world begs to differ with uh, Mr. Carlson. Um, We can see outpouring of demonstrations in more than 30 countries across the world and tens of thousands of Russians themselves demonstrating against the uh, Putin government uh, and its aggression in Ukraine. Um, So uh, apparently uh, he's wrong because uh, Ukraine does matter a lot. Why does it matter? It matters because they're an elected democratic government that favors the West and wants to integrate into NATO and the European Union. And uh, Putin doesn't want that. And the reason Putin doesn't want that is not because he's fearful of of, uh, little tiny Ukraine attacking mighty Russia. Um, Putin doesn't want that because he's afraid of the impact that a successful Ukraine would have on his own people who are suffering under the oligarchy that now exists, the tyranny and the oligarchy and the oppression that exists within the the, uh, Russian a federated, federated republic under Putin. Um, so that that's the reason why Putin uh, doesn't like Ukraine. And Stalin didn't like Ukraine either, because in the 1930s, he starved the Ukrainians that wanted independence from Stalin. And uh, three million uh, uh, Ukrainians died. Uh, so it, it, it's not uh, rocket science to understand that Ukraine Ukrainians do not agree with Putin that they're brothers and sisters. They see themselves as entirely a, uh, a different uh, uh, culture, a different society, a different people. Although there is a lot of intermarriage and friendliness between the Ukrainian people and the Russian people, uh, the Ukrainians uh, insist on their sovereignty and their integrity. And that's certainly not being respected right now by Mr. Putin. So there is a massive propaganda war going on, and it's it's confusing because you're going to see Americans um, talking about um, uh, why uh, Putin is doing the right thing uh, by uh, attacking Ukraine. Uh, as I said, uh, this is coming from the uh, Carlson uh, group. Uh, they say, well, how would we feel if uh, Russia took over Mexico, wouldn't we want to go to war with Mexico? Well, it's not the same thing at all. Uh, the Soviet Union and now Russia is a belligerent, aggressive, t- uh, tyrannical dictatorship that um, forced itself on the peoples of Eastern Europe. And when the Soviet Union dissolved, uh, those people uh, separated themselves immediately from Russia and asked immediately to join NATO because they wanted protection from Russia. They were fearful of more time uh, uh, under the uh, Russian boot. So nothing could be further from the truth uh, in terms of what uh, Putin has alleged that uh, Ukraine is a threat to the national security of Russia. And so is, according to uh, Putin, NATO. NATO is so weak right now, they couldn't uh, hammer a fly with a fly swatter. Um, A German general recently came out and said that if Russia attacked the Baltics, uh, the German army couldn't do much about it because they're in such disorganization and disrepair. At any rate, there is a massive, massive uh, disinformation campaign coming out of Russia as well. And I'll go over some of those points right now that uh, Putin sought to convince the rest of the world 
as to the justification uh, of uh, his move uh, to send 200,000 troops and his Navy and Air Force against uh, innocent Ukraine. Putin claims that the Russian people stand with his invasion of Ukraine. Nothing. That's a lie. That is a bold-faced lie. Just look at the news media and you'll see that most of the major cities in Russia are having demonstrations against Putin and his campaign in Ukraine. They don't like it. And uh, the reason for this is the Internet. People are no longer prevented from seeing the world's reaction to this, even in a controlled media environment like the uh, Russian Federated Republic. So the people know what's going on. They 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 know that uh, Russian soldiers are dying for nothing, basically, uh, and killing their brothers in uh, in the Ukraine. The Kremlin claims the invasion is justified in order to denazify Ukraine. Uh, it's just a perhaps a little unknown uh, issue is that the president of Ukraine is a Jew, not a Nazi. He's a Jew. And yet Putin is claiming they're justified going in there um, to denazify the Ukraine. The reason he says this is, is for, all for internal con- consumption because of uh, Germany's Nazi campaign against Russia that killed ma- many, many millions of Russians. So he's leveraging history and weaponizing history to use that to justify his own Nazi-like or fascistic-like campaign against uh, Ukraine. The Kremlin claims that Ukraine is a threat to ras- uh, Russia's natu- uh, national security Nothing could be further from the truth. Kremlin claims the invasion is justified given the eastward expansion of NATO. Well, the eastward expansion of NATO happened in, in many con- companies, uh, countries rather, um, that uh, were formerly oppressed by the Soviet Union. So that we didn't push them into NATO. They demanded entry into NATO, just like, just like Ukraine has been seeking entry into NATO and the West has been resisting. Why has the West been resisting? Because Europe is very dependent on Russian energy. So many Europeans, particularly the Germans and the Italians and a few others, don't want to piss off uh, Putin because he'll shut the spigot. Uh, So Putin has threatened unimaginable consequences if any state intervened on behalf of the Ukrainians. Putin stated... uh, started destroying Ukraine before the invasion. In the build-up to Russia's invasion, hackers detonated powerful data-destroying software on the network of Ukraine's Ministry of Internal Affairs, and they siphoned off large amounts of data from the country's telecommunication network, according to three people involved in investigations into the incidents. So before they uh, actually invaded, they destroyed... uh, Ukraine's database regarding its citizens, some of whom may have been under investigation as being Russian spies. So they softened them up that way. Russia claims Ukrainians crossed into Russia and were killed by Russian forces. Uh, Nothing could be further from the truth. There's not one Western journalist that I've read that uh, has sought to validate Russia's claim that Ukrainians crossed into Russia. And so what if they did? If they crossed into Russia, Russia is a, is a country with 150 million people and an army 10 times as strong as the Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian army. So Russia has nothing to fear. Russia claims Ukrainians have committed atrocities in the Donbass. Well, they've done they've made movies and they've made videos to, to try to demonstrate this, but they've been largely rejected as being false and propagandistic. The Kremlin pushes its propaganda, including the idea that Russia is an innocent victim. An innocent victim of what? The fact that they're free 
Western prospering democracies to its West. Uh, the Kremlin pushes the idea of, uh, of what I would refer to as historical revisionism. When history does not align with the Kremlin's political objectives, Russian government officials and their proxy voices uh, 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 denial. And they distort the historical narratives to try to cast Russia in a more favorable light and serve its domestic and geopolitical agenda. The collapse of Western civilization is imminent is another claim uh, that Russia makes to justify it, the pressure uh, that it's mounting on NATO and its neighbors to the West. They see our culture as corrupt and Russian culture as being much, much better. Well, the average age of uh, of a, of a Russian male, I think, is somewhere in the 40s. Uh, alcoholism is uh, all over the place in, in Russia. And uh, it's hard for me to see anything about Russian civilization that's better than the West's civil, liberal civilizations in North America and Western Europe. The Kremlin also claims that popular movements are U.S.-sponsored color revolutions. That is, the, the Kremlin has difficulty accepting that all individuals should have the human right to freedom of expression and that the government should be accountable to its people. Russia has accused the United States of either instigating uprisings or plotting uh, revolutions in Georgia, Kazakhstan, uh, the Kurds Republic in Moldova and Ukraine, and throughout the Middle East and Africa. Uh, if a popular movement is pro-democracy and pro-reform and not deemed to be in Russia's geopolitical interests, the Kremlin will often attack its legitimacy and claim that the United States is secretly behind it. Kremlin also states that the reality is whatever the Kremlin wants it to be. Uh, the Kremlin pushes this idea that they get to dictate what reality is and the rest of the world has to follow. The Kremlin frequently tries to create multiple false realities and insert confusions into the information environment when the truth is not in its interest. <clears throat> As Russia floods uh, various social media outlets and its own state-controlled media with stories of Ukrainian aggression, people on the Internet are using what's called open-source intelligence tools that have proliferate, pr proliferated in recent years to debunk Russia's claims. Internet sleuths are debunking the Kremlin's disinformation and justification for war in real time. Uh, a lot of the disinformation out of Russia has been easy to debunk, as an example, on February 18th, the heads of the Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics announced emergency evacua evacuations of their breakaway republics, citing sudden Ukrainian aggression. Metadata in the videos that they disseminated revealed they'd been filming two days earlier than when they said the incidents occurred, suggesting the emergency evacuation had been planned in advance. Uh, they basically manufactured a refugee crisis so they could put them in camps across the Russian border so they could then be filmed by Russian state media to show evidence of this so-called refugee crisis that they were claiming is part of this alleged genocide that is going on in Ukraine. Lies on top of more lies. Russia's narratives have been thoroughly destroyed quickly. The most outlandish piece of propaganda involved Polish saboteurs. On February 18th, a telegram channel associated with the People's Militia of Donetsk 
People's Republic published a video it claimed showed Polish-speaking saboteurs targeting chlorine tanks. Those who fabricated this propaganda left the entire Adobe metadata data in it. It included the names of the two files that had been edited together, the source of the audio in one file that was used to overlay things into the file exactly at the moment the explosions occurred. The video contained every single little detail about how that file had been faked. Another wild propaganda war story involved Russia claiming Ukrainian military forces had hit a kindergarten with artillery. Quickly, people gathered video of the school, geolocated, analyzed photos of the impact crater, and determined that the artillery shell that struck the school had come from a location occupied by Russian-backed separatists. Because of the Internet, the power to determine truth from fiction on the battlefield more than ever is in the hands of ordinary people. This is affecting large numbers of Russia's citizens who are protesting Putin's aggression in Ukraine and in so doing, risking imprisonment and worse at the hands of the Russians' secret police. Now there are communities of people on the Internet geolocating videos and verifying videos that are coming out of conflict zones. All of this is exposing Putin's psychological warfare against the Ukraine and the West, all based on fabricated stories of reality. The open source investigation community has been remarkably affected, effective at preempting and displacing Russian disinformation about the situation in Ukraine. The U.S. has exposed the Russian efforts to fabricate a pretext for the invasion of Ukraine. The New York Times reported that officials said Russia was planning a fake video showing an attack by Ukrainians on Russian territory or Russian speakers in eastern Ukraine. Russia used a faked video that built on recent disinformation campaigns, according to senior administration officials and others briefed on that material. The plan involves staging and filming a fabricated attack by the Ukrainian military either on Russian territory or against Russian-speaking people in eastern Ukraine. Russia apparently intended to use the video to accuse Ukraine of genocide against Russian-speaking people. The Russian propaganda operation is an expansion of, pro of a propaganda theme that American intelligence officials and outside experts have said Moscow has been pushing on social media, on, on conspiracy sites, and with state-controlled media since November. The video was intended to be elaborate, officials said, with plans for graphic images of the staged corpse-strewn aftermath of an explosion and footage of destroyed locations. They said the video was also set to include faked Ukrainian military equipment, Turkish-made drones, and actors playing Russian-speaking mourners. British officials stated Russia was planning to engineer a pretext to blame Ukraine for an attack. Another, Liz Truss, the UK, uh, the UK foreign secretary, said the intelligence was clear and shocking evidence of Russia's unprovoked aggression and underhanded activities to destabilize Ukraine. So the propaganda war goes on, and um, unlike 20 years ago, before the internet was widespread, uh, the Internet is now being used as a way to take apart propaganda to evaluate its validity. And that is happening from multiple sources. Um, the uh, the group uh, Anonymous 
um, has uh, carried out a campaign against Russian propaganda uh, because of the attack on Ukraine. Um, a, a An emailer to me asked me how I know this stuff. And this person asked me how could she become less confused about what's going on. And, and basically what I, I said to her, which I think is extremely accurate, is you just have to look at the basic facts. Ukraine is a small country. It has 45 million people in it. Um, its army is one-tenth the size of the Russian army. Uh, Russia is a huge country. Um, it has one of the world's most powerful militaries uh, with advanced weapons and 150, 150 million people. So Russia invaded Ukraine with 200,000 troops, with hundreds of tanks and airplanes and, and naval uh, vessels. It, that's basically all you have to know. Um, Ukraine does not have nuclear weapons. They gave it up because Bill Clinton convinced them to give it up in exchange for protection from the West. So it's hard to imagine how Ukraine could could be anything other than a neighbor to Russia. And I think this is at the heart of why the world has turned against Russia and Putin and why many Russian citizens are turning against Putin, because they understand the irrationality of what's going on. It's incomprehensible to think that their neighbor to the West, Russia's neighbor to the West, Ukraine, justifies an invasion with 200,000 troops and hundreds of tanks to blow up apartment buildings and terrorize the people of Ukraine innocently pursuing their freedom and their lives the way they want to do it. And I think that's at the basis of of why so many have turned against Putin and have joined the chorus. In the United Nations, the vote against what Russia is doing was 11 to 1. one. The one vote in favor of it was from Russia. They're on the Security Council. And China abstained, but the other 11 members of the Security Council all voted against uh, what Russia is doing in, in the Ukraine. So um, consider these realities and... Um, look for my next podcast. It's great talking to you people, and um, I appreciate your support. God bless the people of Ukraine. <laughs>